Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Blog Talk Radio. guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And I am pumped up because this is our 2017 prediction show. Let's see who can make the most surprising prediction in either in-universe Star Wars storytelling or out-of-universe Star Wars news that comes true in 2017. And next year, at the end of 2017, we will have a prediction review show, and we will award the best predictor, someone that went out on a limb but got it right, and they will get a prize pack of some description. Who can predict what's going to be in it? Don't waste your prediction on that. Waste it on what's happening in Star Wars for the next year. And we have got a, a an impressive array of emailed in predictions. And we've also got a healthy on hold list of people that are waiting to dazzle us. And we, if you're on hold, we will get to every call. We're not going to do a supporter section in this. We want everyone's predictions to get out there. So there is plenty of time to call in. And how you do it is if you are online, you can probably read this at the top of your page anyway. It is 646-668-8360. Oh, and if you're out of America, you can Skype in using that number if you add the plus one to the top of that number. So it would be plus one, six, four, six, 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 eight, eight, three, six. Oh, and if you are a new listener to the Steel Wars call-in show, this is one of the many different types of shows we do. We do live comedy podcasts, which we currently have two new ones up, uh, reacting to Rogue One, one directly after the premiere in Melbourne at 2.30am, and I just uploaded episode 118, which is a live Rogue One reaction in Sydney. Our last call-in show, which was... um, a, a heartfelt and uh, somber affair commemorating the life of Carrie Fisher. That's up as well. Live call-in show, episode 16, Carrie Forever. Uh, so check back on those and maybe bring some Kleenex or another brand of uh, facial wipe 
we don't want to play favourites if you're going to listen to the Carry Forever one. It was a very special time. And our guest, our co-host for today's prediction show, he is a podcaster, a tram driver, an internet (laughs) celebrity. From the Weekly Planet podcast, it is my buddy, Nicholas Mason Meso. How are you doing? I'm great, Steele. I'm right here. We have bridged the many parsecs between Melbourne's inner north and South Yarra, and we are, we are together on the radio, I hope. This is, this is working, right? <laughs> we are together on the inverted commas radio. I if love it. You, the chat room is brimming with guests. We will, I'll be checking the email over the show. So if you want to email in, if you're in a position where you can't talk on the phone, you can email your prediction in to prediction at steelwars.com. Oh, wow. You've saved so, a dedicated email address. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it, it takes about 10 seconds to do. So it's, a, it's, it's quite an easy thing for a, uh, a modern man like myself. Well, look, I... I, it took me about an hour to set up Skype. So, uh, look, uh, to me, you, you seem like a genius. So, good work. <laughs> the last year, or this year, I should say, Nicholas Mason, you had an out there prediction about Rogue One. And oh, what yeah. was that? Uh, it was that uh, director Orson Krennic, as played by our good mate Mendo, because all Australians Mendo! know each other. Thank you. Uh, was either uh, a, a human replica droid or a brain in a droid body. And look, uh, spoilers for Rogue One, you can't 100% rule that out. Right? Oh, you, oh, you don't know. Maybe there'll be a comic. Maybe there'll be a book. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yep. there'll be a Pablo Hidalgo tweet that validifies Absolutely. that. Now, o- over the show, I want you to think of a prediction... You've got that one there. Uh-huh. You could lock that one in for your 2017 yep. reveal. That would be huge. It would be a hard one well, to beat. That's true. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now, and the first line does say human male. But look, the Wikipedia people, they don't know everything. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm standing by it. They, they're, they're just pawns, you know. They're, they're scared exactly. of the truth. Hmm. <laughs> Let us Start the prediction process. Uh, our our friend Patrick Bonfrisco will be listening to a recording of this, and he will be marking down everyone's predictions so we can review at the end of next year. And hi, Patrick uh, Mendo, replica <laughs> droid. Note it down. <laughs> Why, why, why is he going out in the? Why is he going out in the field? You know, he's, a, he's an admiral or something. He's uh, brave, very, very bold. Got to be a droid. I like uh, he'd be a very. He'd be maybe the most sarcastic droid in Star Wars history. So that'd be fun. Yep, pretty close. Yeah. Let's go to our first prediction. It is uh, on. Skype, you've been on hold for about 15 minutes. Who are you and where might you be calling from? Hey, Steele. Darren here, Darren Lechner. Hey, Darren. Regular caller, always at the live shows in Melbourne. What have you got? 
Well, first of all, Mesoso, the other prediction, I think you're a master at predicting things because uh, <laughs> I was the one who, uh, who re-edited the Force Awakens predictions uh, from a couple of years ago, and your prediction was absolutely spot on um, where you predicted that Superman v. Batman would be a much better and bigger movie than um, Force <laughs> Awakens. So, uh, Look, so I, I, I feel you're your, being a, a your, bit sarcastic the, there, but... No, 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 please don't. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm gripped with your prediction. I will be listening all show just to hear what you say. Uh, so, right. so I'm really gripped here. So looking forward to it. So I'm glad you're the guest because I wouldn't want anyone else look, to, to be that guest. Look, look, I, I don't, I have no memory of making that particular prediction, but it does sound a lot like something I would say. So I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to throw caution to the wind and throw out another wild prediction, which I guarantee will be either 100% correct or 100% incorrect, but nothing so in between. I'll, I'll clarify on what episode was this episode 115 Darren Lochner went through and he edited all the pieces before the rogue uh, rogue I was gonna say the rogue awakens uh, the force awakens <laughs> thank you I'm a Star Wars fan I know what I'm going um, he edited at the end of um, all the podcasts I did before the force awakens I would ask the guests what they wanted out of the force awakens and uh-huh. Meso like definitely he he said that he was much more looking forward to Batman v Superman and thought that mm-hmm. would be the uh iconic film and look it's certainly been on a lot of lists i'll give you that it's been, it's been on many lists <laughs> and i remember i it's fascinating for me when someone else edits the show for me to listen to it i remember on my balcony just kicking back listening to this and all right we get it you've got a balcony laughing, heartily laughing, like <laughs> like head thrown back, just joyous at Meso's amazing prediction. Darren, did you have a prediction for 2017? Yes, I did, Steele. Y- yes, I do. Um, and I'd be interested in your reaction to my prediction. Um, oh, that's not a bad... Yeah, you, uh, you, you only get to troll one guest, okay? <laughs> so don't... So don't hassle me, so then come in with me with some some loopy <laughs> Snoke theory. I can I can sniff. I, I know your no. type. All right. No. Hey, does anyone want to hear my Snoke the theories? <laughs> he's a robot. He's an android. Um, <laughs> look, like we can't that. rule it out at it's this nothing. point. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Okay, here's my prediction. Uh-huh. Uh, my prediction is uh, in one of the trailers, we will see uh, Luke Skywalker with a lit uh, lightsaber. Good, I like it. Mm. Show's over, guys. We've got a winner. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Sorry, everyone on hold. Sorry, everyone that emailed in. Uh, Darren wins the prize pack. And uh, have a great new year. Ignite the green, everyone. Wait, no, no. I'm out. No, no, wait. I don't think we can call it yet double or nothing. What colour's the lightsaber going to be? Oh, I haven't had enough because, time to think about that one, but I'll, but I'll spin my mm. coin and say it's, I'll say green just to annoy steel. Oh, there you go. I want it to be green. I, yeah, that, that's an interesting one, because are, are you thinking that um, he might go back to the old saber? No, I'm thinking he might go back to a different saber. Like, we, we don't know what kind of kyber crystals are available on that planet he's on. I'm, th- I'm thinking maybe break with tradition. Pink. 
Orange Saber. Pink. Pink would work. I'd like pink. Ignite the green. All right. Okay, then. Look, I like green. Green's good. Green's my fave. It, it's, not, it's not the most way out prediction, but, man, I hope you're... I hope you're right because I've got some I've got I've got some yelling to do. I've got some tears to shed and I've got some people that I'd like to make regret being around me when I see that for the first time because it's gonna get wild. Wouldn't you rather it's have gonna get wild. Wouldn't you rather wouldn't you rather have that in the movie though, rather than the trailer? Uh, I was I just did the Blue Harvest show which will be up in uh, I'm sure in the next 24 hours and I I sort of um, I think maybe in the trailer might be better just to so it doesn't leak and 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 I'd also if they're going to have it in the trailer I hope it's at the celebration trailer so we can all um, experience it together yeah, tra- trailers are a tricky thing. That that, that there's, the, I feel the balance rarely they rarely get a balance right. I th- Force Awakens, I think, was quite good, but there's there's so many trailers where they have to strike a balance of well, how are we going to get people in there, and it's just throw out as many plot points as possible. And I don't know. I, I as part of my podcast, I have to watch all the trailers, but a lot of the time, I wish I could just skip them all because uh, there's, there's there's too much being given away. Hmm. Well, Darren, I I hope you're right. I um, I'm not sure if that's going to be the winning uh, if it does come true because it's something that I've been screaming about all year. But I do hope you're in contention, my friend. Uh, now, Darren, just great... before you go, okay. Yep. Uh, I was just going to say, if I could make one more prediction, just specifically for Darren, I'm going to I'm going to uh, let you know that I think Aquaman is going to be much much bigger than Episode Eight. So uh, if you'd like to note that down. Uh, Jason Momoa, he's, uh, he's a star on the rise, and people love that Aquaman. You know, we've never seen a man talk to fish on the big screen, but we've seen lightsabers all the time. Who cares? You know what I mean? Just maybe, mark my words, mate. Put it down. Back. Maybe he could come into Star Wars. We've seen some great action underwater in Star Wars previously, so maybe oh, he could, uh, he could join the car. team up with the Gungans. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Team- <laughs> To fight, mm-hmm. to fight the shark people. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll be watching with uh, eager, eager eyes and, and ears to, for that next year. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope you're right. Fantastic. Darren, All right, Steve, uh, thank you very so much, much for your support all year. And uh, have a great uh, thanks, New Year with the fam. Thanks for calling, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you too, all. See you, mate. All right. So I think a good... Mix would be if we do one phone one and then we'll do one email one and we'll rotate it like that. We'll get through it, Meso. Uh, this is Great, from Rob Crosby and he has written two. So I did say one and I'll just read them both out rather than reading them offline and then, and then doing that. So his prediction. Number one, in the lead-up or immediately following the release of Episode 8, subsequent saga and spin-off films will be delayed. 
depending on how the general Leah storyline in episode eight is resolved. Look for the release date of episode nine to be extended by six months to allow for rewrites. I kind of think they've got a year to rewrite it now, don't they, Meso? I was going to say the, the the rewriting process starts right now. Like this, this is you know obviously this is a tragic situation, and I think panic stations would have kicked in. And I think they're, I think they're frantically rewriting now. Um, uh, what, what what do we think in terms of uh, uh, layers layers story, General Organa's story? What where where do they think they do you think they're going to end it in eight? Do you think they're going to end it at the start of nine? Do you think they're going to run it all the way through to the end? What do you reckon? I kind of think it's going to end in episode eight. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I I I don't I I don't envy the decisions that the that Lucasfilm and Disney have to make because there uh, there is no there is no right answer, but I think there's there's a lot of wrong answers, and mm. it's it, it, it's just a horrible moral quandary that they've been put into. I, I was, I was, you know, I was relieved that Rogue One came out when it did. So they didn't have, you know, if, if Rogue One came out a month ago, oh, sorry, uh-huh. no, no, sorry. If, if Rogue One came out next month, say, and then uh-huh. they, they had to make the decision of, do we put this in? Do we not? Um, what's, you know, what's the, the best way to remember her? And uh-huh. I, I like I I'm just glad they weren't like they've got some tough decisions to make, and I'm glad they weren't put in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like oh, absolutely, yeah. Like it's you can't win, and it's 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 no, that's so, true, yeah. Such a heart wrenching thing to be put into. So I'm um, I'm glad that his second prediction was a standalone film revolving around Obi Obi Wan Kenobi's exile on Tatooine will be announced. Inspired by the events of the Kenobi novel, the film will be a Western with Ewan McGregor and Joel Edgerton to reprise their roles as Obi-Wan and Uncle Owen from the prequel trilogy. Directed, this goes into deep detail. He's gone from broke on this one. (laughs) Directed by Steve McQueen, 12 Years a Slave. This prediction is more Mm -hmm. hopeful than realistic. But I think there is great potential for a film based on Obi-Wan's exile, the Empire expanding control over the galaxy. Steve McQueen probably seems like a strange choice to direct, but in all three of his films, he has great visual style and tells compelling stories about troubled individuals. Highly unlikely, but one can only hope. Are you, well, are you, pro, like, I, I, Obi- are you pro Obi-Wan spin-off, Meso? Yes, I am, yeah. Uh, and especially, um, especially Ewan McGregor. Like, he seems to... Despite his, uh, despite the end result, he seems to have been quite enthusiastic about reprising that role. So I'm, I'm, I would definitely love to see that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Edgerton would be good too. Yeah, uh, that I think they would have some good chemistry on screen. You know, given some real sets and and actually being in the same room together, I think that'd be great. Yeah, I know. In I think it was the interview I did with Justin Dix, who was a droid controller on episode two and three. He said that when they were doing more set orientated uh, filming days, Ewan was in much better spirits and and really uh-huh, sort of yeah. had fun with it. Because I'm I'm sure like being in those green rooms, it's a lot of stress. Like to try yeah, to right? 
like there's not much time to uh, have fun with it. So yeah, and it, and there's there's I'm assuming a lot of set directions that do that are just like okay, in front of you is there some sort of indescribable monster we cannot describe it to you it's so incredible now act afraid of it and they have to be like oh okay that's all right i, I guess uh yeah but i think i, I think i think our uh, our predictor here that was yeah. that was weird that was weird onset direction for dexter's diner by the way that was very strange <laughs> yeah right he's got more arms than you can imagine and his his apron is dirtier than you can imagine terrifying <laughs> Or well, you know, but, uh, I, I, you and McGregor's a clean freak, so it would have been quite crazy. Uh, is that true? No. We could have we could have made we could this could have gone viral. We could have we could have made that happen. Uh, Mate, so, so it was so one of my I, classic I, jokes. One of my classic uh, off the cuff uh, comments. It's the delay. It's the Skype delay. I lost. I. I, I, I yeah. Um, so my, my my feeling, I predict he shot himself in the foot because he's gone. Okay, Obi Wan movie. Great, I'm on board with that. I think that's that's an inevitability at some point. But I think directed by Steve McQueen, uh, that's 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 thrown it out into the realm of, you know, that that's a long shot. There's there's no prize pack for this uh, this predictor. I think. Ooh, a prediction yeah, about a prediction. Right. Alrighty, right. let's go to six oh seven. You are on the line. Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hi, Steele. This is Jess calling from New York. Jess from New York. Hi. Jess? How's it going? Yeah, Jen. <laughs> oh, Jen. Hey, how are you doing, Jen? Uh, what have Good. you got for us in 2017? Um, I think, I'm, well, I'm hoping for the Obi-Wan film, but I don't, the only way I think we'll get it is if we find out there's some connection between him and Ray in Episode 8, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Ooh. The, you're going for the, the Bresnikan... Obi Wan Kenobi Ray connection. Like it. <laughs> I, the reason I go for it, well, is because Obi Wan had that lightsaber probably longer than either Anakin or Luke had it, and when she touched it, she didn't hear either of them. She heard Obi Wan. Oh, that's great. Mm. Yeah. But she also heard Yoda. Um, and and Palpatine, I believe. Um, oh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear them. It's because you weren't listening. You just wanted to hear what. Oh, you I, have, to hear. I I keep watching it over and over again, so I'm listening as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I the Obi Wan Kenobi. So, are you going for a grandfather type connection, Jen? Yes. There's there's no way that she's his daughter, but a granddaughter, possibly. That, that's, yeah. that's the link I do. I just, I always found, and you know, this is not why, this is why I'm not a screenwriter, but that's a hard connection to like explain in a movie. Like what's the, but, well, like, it'd what's be the easier scene? to explain like, like, when they make the Obi-Wan film. Ah, oh, okay. All right. So, you think the Obi Wan film? I, I think will... you get. I I think you could get more backstory hmm. added to it. Maybe he wasn't always alone when he was on Tatooine. Oh God! This, this all those years bit, hanging out this, by yourself. This prediction's getting a bit blue. <laughs> oh, I, I'm. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi Tatooine Nights. 
Yeah. That's right. Any any moisture farm in a storm, am I right, Steele? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, buddy? <laughs> I also want to say thank you to Meso for introducing me to Steel Wars. Oh, well, you're you mentioned very it on the Weekly uh, Planet. <laughs> I um well, uh, I, I too. Yep. I too would like to thank would like to thank Meso and, and Mr. Sunday Movies. They're they're very they're very open with their internet celebrity. And uh, when I when I was at, when I was in at Star Wars Celebration in, in London, I met many listeners that uh, got onto the podcast through the Weekly Planet. So it was cool. Thanks, Meso. I predict that next year Meso will be as a top bloke as he was this year. Maybe more. <laughs> Who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see how these first couple of months go. And I'm also hoping for. Uh movie where Meso plays Anakin Skywalker because his impersonation of Hayden Christensen in the prequels is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, You're very well. Do indulge us, Nicholas. Do indulge us. <laughs> um, I'm so I'm, I'm sad and I, I don't know. Um, that's basically it. It's that for two hours. It's, uh, yeah. Wow. That, that sounds like me after getting <laughs> off stage, but whatever. Um <laughs> Jen, thanks so much. Have a great New Year's. Um, you too. And we'll, we'll talk to you next year. All right. Thanks, thanks buddy. See you later. Bye. Bye. So, Steele. Oh, yeah, mate. Do you feel this? This is a question I often have with with Force Awakens, and I'm, I'm sure it's been done to death. The, the origin of Ray. Do you feel? I I feel a lot like they just threw out as many clues as possible, many contradicting each other just to see, like, what the general public would bite on. Like, you know, she can, you know, she can handle a lightsaber. She hears the voice of Obi-Wan. She can finish Han Solo's sentences, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Do yeah, you she's feel got like suspicious they went, well, you know green ears. Yes, exactly, right? Yeah. There's so many hints. Yeah, but I, I feel like they went, you know what, we'll just, we'll just imply that she could be related to anyone or no one and we'll see where the fan theories go, and we'll just we'll go with the winner. That that's often been my thought, but maybe I'm crazy. Am I crazy? Oh, you're a little bit crazy. My theory about it has always been that they had one direction, and then they changed <laughs> the direction, like like during the rewrites and stuff, like when Harrison uh-huh. um, hurt his leg, and they they refilmed a lot of scenes. And I oh, yep. think you you might get some remnants of that old direction still in the film. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Sure. Like, I, I just think they didn't clean, like they didn't clean up. Cause I, I, like, I, I don't really think it's possible for her to be related to Han Solo. Um, like as, as father daughter with, with like uh-huh. how the books of what they've written into the timeline and stuff like that. But right. Gotcha. It, it, like it, 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 it certainly seems implied with those finishing sentence things. Like, but maybe it's yeah, just right. like they're just they're just two peas in a pod, a space. That's pod. right. Yep, they're just they're just two ruddy ruffians just just making their way out through the galaxy. Exactly. Let's go to an email prediction from Daniel Swain. And he predicts, or he has an Obi-Wan Kenobi prediction, but that's already been said, so we'll move on. Uh, This is an interesting one. I have hope 
that Harrison Ford has a secret cameo in Episode 8 in a flashback sequence. I refuse to believe we'll never see Han and Luke on screen together again. Thank you for a great year of podcasting, Daniel. Ooh. Yeah, okay. A scene together. Would, uh, yeah, it would have to be in how long... Maybe the chat room can help us out with this one. How? What is the time that Luke and Han have been apart? Yeah, um, right. A, a, like, I, I don't think it could be... Oh, no, it couldn't be that long, because if he went off with Kylo Ren, you've been, if they mm-hmm. went training, then yep. one would assume they saw each other in the last five years. So, yeah, they could. I, I was worried that it would be, like, 15 years ago and none of, they wouldn't look the part they would have to de-age, yeah. Yeah, these days it, that doesn't matter anymore, does it? Um, you just well, Hopkins ugh. it up. Yes. Oh, that's see, that's uh, no, that's 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 a bad de-aging. That's uh, ugh, <laughs> no. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel they've perfected it, and I think it's odd that given they're Disney and they have literally billions of dollars that they haven't perfected it yet. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think there's room in the timeline to have them sort of the age they currently are, you know, as a, as a five years ago flashback and, and, and put them together. But I don't think that's happening. I don't think, I think, I think, I think Harrison Ford done. Like I feel the, the, he, I feel he was so chipper during the episode seven uh, press junket because he was like, I never have to do this ever again. Like good luck to everybody else, but I am done forever. <laughs> Is that, do you think that's why he humored me so much? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm never, never gonna have to deal with an else. idiot like this ever again. Right. Yep. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with your wedding, mate. Yeah. Whatever. Good. Yep. Good. That's right. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's go to eight one two. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hi, Steele. This is Luke from Indiana. How are you? Luke from Indiana. I am feeling great. It is. Um. It's one thirty. New Year's Eve. In Australia, I have half a cup of coffee and two beers in front of me. Woo! <laughs> Great combo. Woo-hoo! Great combo. <laughs> uh, what do you got for us? What's your prediction for 2017? Uh, it's, ep- it's an episode eight prediction, and it's kind of a sad one. I, I think our favorite Wookiee will meet his demise in episode eight. Chewbacca. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to throw out a curveball there, and it's a different Wookiee. It's, 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 it's a different favorite Wookiee. But, uh, hey, 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 there are several, man. There are several. <laughs> at, at, at the end of episode eight, you're just like looking to the sky, just like, Lumpy! <laughs> Tarpal. <laughs> no, I I think he I think he goes down uh uh protecting uh, Luke and Ray. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, on uh, off, I, on two. I've got two I, I, Yeah, go ahead, Phil. I've got two reasons why they won't. One is he got shot in the last film. So I don't know if that's going back to the well. And I also, uh, just from another, this is just, this is just what I'm saying. I'm just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's your prediction. 
And no, um, I. Oh, oh, sorry. The other would be is that, like, from a movie making, um, a movie making point of view, Chewbacca can be forever. So you're sort of taking that that puzzle piece out because you know the Wookiees live long, and mm-hmm. there's plenty of and out of work basketballers. Wrong podcast, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think I think you might just have a love obsession with furry things in Star Wars, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, look, I, no I, think that's a, I think that's no a. I think that's a. I think that. I think that uh, you know there there is there is a kind of a trend to kind of you know you've got to you've got to we're going to have to phase the, the old cast through into the new cast, but I think. Um, Especially in the in the uh, in the wake of Rogue One, especially we kind of got we kind of got the 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 kind of the big bruiser character sacrificing his life for others in in terms of K two, and I I don't think mm. they're going to do that again. K T K two K two K two. Yeah, thank you. K two. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I reckon. I, speaking about Steel going back to the well, yeah, I think that's kind of that that feels would feel very similar to me and i think they probably would would avoid it just because it's just it's just been done yeah but i mean i mean but the han's gone and i kind of feel like that's true i kind of feel like to live I, for. I kind of feel like uh you know so so goes han so does chewbacca and i kind of feel like he's going to yeah. be kind of a i mean look, i mean he looked very empty at the end of the last one so mm. i don't know yeah um... maybe, maybe, but maybe there's, there's, maybe maybe it'll be part of like Kylo's ultimate revenge against his father to kill his father and his best friend. Oh man, that guy just won't let it go. Well, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's a crazy emo man. Hey, Dad, yeah. re- Dad, remember when I killed you? <laughs> well, how about this? <laughs> I, I also like the idea, like that, like it was really sweet to have Ray and Chewbacca in the pilot seats. And yeah, I, I, agree. I, I sort of thought if, if you can, you know, keep Chewbacca alive in the story, it's a nice little, like, same but different scenario sort of thing. But mm. um, do you um, think there'd be any way that they would uh, get rid of the Falcon at the same time, like he die in a fiery explosion? <laughs> oh wow! They yeah, that it. would be. Oh, maybe they would. That's yeah. Yeah, I. Mm. But yeah, I. I I've, I, like, what would people I, get more upset about, Chewbacca or the Falcon? Like, I the Falcon, definitely the Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Still, you're right. I, I feel there's going to be. I feel it's going to be a sort of a meshing, and it's going to be Ray in the in the in the pilot seat of the the Millennium Falcon and 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 Chewbacca by his side. I feel that's a. I feel that's a, that that felt right to me in in Episode Seven, and I feel that's probably where they're going to keep going with that. Yeah, yeah but you have to also. It also refreshes Sorry. the Chewbacca character that she's, he's got this new um, partner in crime and, and they'll relate to each other differently than how Han and Chewbacca related, which was, you know, Chewbacca sort of enjoyed taking the piss out of Han when it was the right time to do it. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see their relationship, um, you know, that, that sort of like the the young girl and... Chewbacca, see how that evolves. Although, you know, from what we know about Episode Eight, it's—I'm not sure if, you know, if there's like training 
with Luke and, and her. I'm not sure where Chewbacca fits in in uh, that storyline. Is he just is he just chilling on the sidelines like R2, or is he off on another planet on an adventure? Well, maybe he gets word somehow through the the, the, through the resistance that um, that Kylo and the, the Knights of Ren are coming for Luke and Rey. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm. Plus, I mean, like, how long are they going to carry on the the Falcon with, you know, with the, the awesome pilot and the sidekick Wookiee, you know? Like, like you think eventually that has to come to an end. I mean, like, are we going to have, like, 8, 7, 8, 9 with, you know, with Ray and Chewbacca and then 10, 10 11, 12? That's, is, is that still going to carry on or would they actually, you know, get rid of it? I kind of like the idea of it just carrying on, that this ship is just forever. And and it would be also, if you add, you know, the Millennium Falcon into the Han Solo film, I I don't know, I I, I like the idea of it just, you know, the Falcon sort of like an ongoing character in the film. I, I think that's kind of cool. But we have got just loaded lines. Thank you <laughs> so <sorry>. much. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's... You're, uh, I, I, I totally we love, appreciate we love it. tension here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for your call, and uh, have thanks, a great buddy. New Year's. Yeah, you, you guys as what? well. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Yes. Bye. All right. Let's go to an email prediction. Uh, this is from Sam Inamorati. I, uh, that is a good prediction. That's definitely correct. For, Mm-hmm. A good next, prediction for next year is that I will mispronounce many listener names. <laughs> that, is, that is a safe mm-hmm. bet. Um, he sent in a couple. I'm just trying to... Um, okay, let's go with this one. The Knights of Ren. This is his prediction for episode eight. Uh, the Knights of Ren will be the main villains. I don't think we'll see much Kylo due to the fact that at the end of episode seven, Snoke ordered that Kylo be brought to him in order to finish Kylo's training. As episode starts more or less straight after episode seven, I think the movie will be a balance between us seeing Kylo finishing his training with Snoke and Ray starting her training with Luke. I think the big challenge for Ray will be for her to defeat the Knights of Ren. I mean, I think her biggest challenge will be just running up and down that mountain with Luke Skywalker Skywalker on her back. I mean, that'll be <laughs> that'll be challenge number one. But in the in a, in a big old papoose. But uh, beyond that, I guess you're right, yeah. Uh, so that is it. I, I, I kind of think that if the Knights of Ren appear, I kind of think that Kylo will be at the head of them leading the way. But we will see. Mm-hmm. And we will go to Skype Caller, who was on hold for about 25 minutes. Who are you and where are you calling from? If you're on Skype, talk now. <laughs> Skype caller going once. If you're oh, on hold on Skype, hello. Yes, that is yes, you. Hello. That's you, buddy. Oh, hi, Steel. It's Chris from the UK. Hey, Chris from the UK. How you doing, man? I'm good, thanks. You? I am super good. Thanks for joining us at this ungodly hour in the UK. What are you? Is it two or three a.m. in the morning there? Uh, two forty. Two forty. Wow. I, I, 
as some relief, we'll be doing, I think it will be a 9 p.m. UK time show next week with Mark Newbold from Jedi News. So a bit of a, uh, a less of a coffee consumption episode for you guys. But what have you got? In your crystal ball for two thousand one seven. Um, I yeah. So I reckon uh, Kylo Ren is going to die in episode eight. Oh, oh. do you see? Yeah, okay. Don't I? I, do you I, think I, I'm, I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not sure it will come true, but gutsy move. Love it. I like that you're going out there. Yeah. Do you think he's going to well, die achieving some sort of redemption, or do you think he's going to die a bad guy? No, no, he's going to die a bad guy. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he's he's not rede- he's not redeemable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. But yeah, I I don't think he can keep being beaten by Ray. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh, they're going to face off again, right? That's a foregone yes. conclusion. Right, uh-huh. so if you think about it logically, you're like the bad guy can't keep losing to Ray, right? He's going to have mm. to either go, or he's going to potentially leave her mortally wounded or badly injured. But either mm-hmm. way, somebody's 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 going because it's Act Two. You have a free act story. That's true. So yeah, somebody's yeah, going. Yeah, that's true. I- if 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 I was Ray, I'd I'd be getting some pretty sweet health insurance because because <laughs> those limbs they're they're in danger. That's all I'm going to say. Everybody's going to lose oh, one. Yeah. Yep. Or three at once if you're keen. <laughs> yeah, man. With the with the death of Kylo Ren, I I don't think he can be or should be redeemed but I think he should die with regret like knowing I I think he should die knowing that he messed up and and Mm. like the the where did I go wrong or I, I I think he should die yeah with just regretting what happened not redeemed but just acknowledging like whoopsie uh, that <laughs> things didn't go to plan. You yep. guys don't want to see um, him looking up at a uh, a Wookiee crossbow and being uh, sort of headshotted. You don't want to see anything like that. <laughs> Jesus, oh, you question. are hoping for a dark second chapter. <laughs> um, I, I I don't really mind how he dies, but I, I think it should be he, he should have that. Like the moral message at the end should be like, I regret doing this, and um maybe he's sort of glad that it's, he's dying, sort of thing. Mm, okay, yeah. Mm. But Chris, mm. I um I will keep it short because we we um I'm very flattered with the amount of entries we've got in this uh contest. <laughs> Uh, have a great New Year's, my man, and I hope to talk to you next week with Mark. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, uh, thanks, see you, buddy. Uh, grab that jam, Nick. Uh, well, you know I will, buddy. You too. All right, I'll see you later. See you, bye. What is... Explain the grab them jam catchphrase from the Weekly Planet. 
Well, it's 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 sort of our, it's our sign off, and it's sort of it's it's sort of like carpe diem for nerds. It's kind of seize the day. So you you've seen you've seen the film Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very it's one of the most Star Warsy of the uh, the Marvel movies. Yeah, I, I I often think that it might out Han Solo movie the Han Solo movie, but uh, right, it might, I it hope may, it may I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, in in that movie, if you recall, there's there's they're on, they're on the search for an infinity gem, which is a it's it's a gem, and if you if you can obtain it and control its power, then you can you can gain you know uh, ultimate powers and abilities and rule the universe. Uh, and but in the movie, uh, a slave girl grabs it, and she is she is she can't control its powers, and she is destroyed utterly. And we had the discussion on the show uh, if if. If you had the opportunity, would you in fact grab that gem? Could you could you could you control that power? And we're like, you know what? You're you're already out in deep space. You're probably destined for great things. Just just grab it. Just grab that gem, and uh, things will probably work out fine. You might explode, but you probably won't. Probably fine. What about that? I think it's uh, that's very deep. That is very <laughs> right? deep. If you are a new Steel Wars listener, brought here by the allure of internet celebrity, Nick Mason of the Weekly Planet, will hang around because there are a ton of Weekly Planet-themed Steel Wars interviews. On episode 59, I go in-depth with Nick Mason on his Star Wars fandom, and on episode 82, I do the same with the goat-headed one, Mr. Sunday Movies. On episode 86, Nick Mason and I react live while we watch the new Rogue One teaser. And on episode 84, Nick Mason, Dilruk Jaya Singer, and myself hilariously talk Star Wars live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Plus, Meso appeared on episode 72, our Force Awakens live reaction episode, and Mr. Sunday Movies was on our third live call-in show. You can get links quick and easily to all these episodes by clicking steelwars.com forward slash the weekly planet. Hey, uh, I've got a email prediction from Nick or Nike Lee uh, mm-hmm. again. Uh, continuing tradition of mispronouncing words. It's N Y K. Is that Nike? Oh, I'd say I'd say Nick, but uh, Nick. But I always say that. Okay. Yep, I just okay. love the sound of it. Mm. But you know, it's I, I am sure I pronounced the surname right as Lee, which is okay, normally the surnames is what gets me. So. Um, Oh my God. So this is, wow. All right. The Han Solo standalone film is being helmed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, the directors of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, 21 Jump Street and The Lego Movie. This is great setting the scene up for this prediction. Uh, In 2017, it will be reported that Han Solo, A Star Wars Story is a buddy comedy which expands on Han's most important relationship with his best friend, Chewbacca. To convey Mm -hmm. Chewie's half of the story, the filmmaker will uh-huh. translate his roars into witty quips using subtitles, a voiceover, or an electronic translation collar. <laughs> Expect I... the score as Chewie gets jealous and overprotective of Han's dealings with Lando and Amelia Clark's character. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Steel from Nick. <laughs> Nick, I, I I love I love the boldness of this, but I cannot think of anything worse. <laughs> That is, that would, that, there would be, there would be rioting in the streets, I feel, if you could understand what he was saying. That's, unless maybe, you know what, the one thing I would, I, you know, I'd accept it if it was, we, we get, uh, we get him speaking in his normal Wookiee language and then maybe Ron Howard voiceover explaining what he's talking about. I feel that would work. (laughs) Arrested Development style. Chewbacca thought, I'm going to pull on the meat. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> happen. Uh, let's go to 714. Who are you and where are you calling from? Bill, Avery, can you hear me? I can. Yes. Who is this? This is Patrick from Anaheim, but I'm currently in Queens, New York, born and raised. Queens, New York. Oh, oh the my Big Apple. God. I love it. I, and I'm going to give with... you... I'm going to give you, like, four or five predictions for the price of one. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> so my prediction, number one, is that Michael Pappas makes more money on Episode 8 as a percentage of money spent than Lucasfilm does. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, any less in-jokey predictions? Yes. I, I think Chewbacca is going to make it through the trilogy. And I think they're going to let him retire on Kashyyyk with his family. I think we're going to get a nice kind of montage ending of episode nine to show where everyone everyone kind of lands when it ends. I think that the Falcon uh-huh. will not blow up. I think that it'll get passed on and we'll see, see it as a ship that moves through the trilogies. So I, I think Chewbacca will get a nice ending with his family, which means they can always bring him back in the next trilogy if they want to. Yeah, um, but this isn't a 2017 prediction. So my prediction is he lives, Kylo lives. I don't think they're going to kill him off even in episode nine. I think that uh, that he won't get redeemed, but he won't also die. I think Patrick, if you mention episode yes. nine one more time, I'm hanging all right, up. All right, all right, all right. Okay, <laughs> 2017 okay. predictions. All right, 2017 predictions. Um, I think I'm I'm you know I'm hoping for ignite the green, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous that we're going to see a lot of training and that we're not going to see Luke do what we want to see until the movie that I can't name. So I think that we're not going to get from Luke what we want to see in the next movie, as much as it pains me to say. Um, but I think they're saving that. I think they're saving it for nine. So I think that uh, we won't be disappointed by episode eight, but I think that it's going to be a little different than anything we've experienced before, almost an extended Luke on Dagobah kind of movie. And that uh, Daisy's going to spend a lot of time training with him until a big fight scene at the end. And I still don't think he's going to ignite the green as we'd like to see. Wow. They're going to hold but off igniting another... the green until episode nine. This is like, think, for me, I this is like tantric nerd anticipation. Now, I've got a couple <laughs> more predictions here if you'd like them. Ready? Here's one. You ready? No, Go. no. One prediction. <laughs> so, so, hey, what's going on? This is Mike Pappas from Queens, New York. Is this Mike Pappas or is this an impersonator? No, no, this is Mike Pappas from Queens, New York. I'm in Bourbon right. Street Bar on uh, Bell Boulevard in Bayside, Queens. All right, Pappy, what have you got? What's your prediction for 2017, yeah, so my, my man? My prediction for episode eight is that Ray will fall in love with a protagonist about halfway through the film. The guy's Ooh. name is Johnny Grasso. 
Johnny Grasso will be on Coruscant in, uh, in the underworld, and she'll meet him at a bar, and he will persuade her and charm her and force her into the dark side. All right. Excellent prediction. Excellent That's prediction. Hold All on, right. my buddy. My buddy. My buddy's got a prediction too. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. Jonathan, do you have a proper prediction for 2017? I do. I do. I do. How are you, Steele? I am fantastic, my friend. All right. I have two predictions. Prediction number one: I'm going to buy you so many drinks. To pay you back for how kind you've been to me over my last episode of my Rogue One podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm, I hope, I'm I hope that buy you lots of drinks. And my second, it definitely will come true. And my second prediction is I believe Star Wars Episode Eight will be the highest grossing Star Wars film of them all because people want to see Luke Skywalker ignite the green. Well, thank you, Johnny. Um, it's, hey, it's we've Joe, got one Joe, more you... special guest for you, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. I'm trying to run to him right now. I'm running through the bar, and I'm running, and I'm going to hang off the phone, and you're not going to regret this, because right now <laughs> I've got your 2017 prediction from Randy. Hey, oh, how are you guys doing? What are we talking Randy about? Randy Laguda from <laughs> Now This Is Podcasting. How you doing, buddy? From the prequels to the sequels, I'm doing great. From the prequels to the sequels. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What do you got? Great to hear what from you. What do you here. got for us? What do you got for us in 2017? What's your prediction? 2017, I think there is going to be uproar, uproar over frivolous things. Exactly. Um, but Star Wars will still be back. It's back. Um, I think we're going to get another Star Wars movie. I'm almost guaranteed of that. I'm talking to my sources right now, and they're telling me, yes, there is going to be another Star Wars movie. Yeah, there's going to be episode eight reshoots, and they're going to be drastically overestimated. Um, uh, at this point, Bill, I would like to flip it on you, and what do you think? Because I haven't heard yours. Your results. What do you think is going to happen in 2017? My, this is not an out there prediction. I was thinking about this before, but my prediction will be that the Han Solo film will be announced that it will be pushed back until (laughs) December 2018. That is my, really, yeah, that is my news prediction that uh, they will go back. They will stick with the Christmas release. They will realize that having a Star Wars film come out five months after another Star Wars film could be a bit much. And right. uh, they will give us another Star Wars Christmas. I think we should have two Star Wars films a year, so I'm going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I think we need three, maybe even three, but that's just me wishful thinking, but I, yeah, um, Don Solo film, no. I don't think it's going to push back, man. Well, we'll see next year, buddy. We'll see who gets this little prize pack. You know what? I reckon we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys have an awesome New Year's Eve in New York. I wish I could be there with you because I am owed a lot of drinks from Johnny Grasso and it'll be a very cheap trick. 
Oh, there he and it's not, it's not something that he hasn't mentioned numerous times. Excellent. Well, uh, I'll see you in February, buddy. All right. We miss you, buddy. We're, we're, we're looking forward to you coming back. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. All right. Take care, man. But that was quite a... Uh, I didn't expect to get party calls, Meso. <laughs> That's right. Johnny Grasso, what a larrikin, I presume. Right? <laughs> He is definitely an internet larrikin. Right up your Love alley. It. Uh, and that was uh, Patrick that does a lot of show notey type stuff for us. He'll be actually transcribing uh-huh. all these predictions. So um, he'll get to hear how bad his predictions were. Johnny Grasso from the Rogue One podcast. And Randy Laguduche from Making Star Wars is now this podcasting. Very cool to have them involved. We've got a email... Prediction from Vangi Hermidia, and that is High Steel and Meso. I predict Ray will save Luke from turning to the dark side. Something bad has to happen when he faces Kylo Ren. May the Force be with you, you guys. So, uh, right. Okay. That's an interesting one. I like that one. Uh, Josh Johnson on email says, Hey, Steel and Meso. My prediction is that we'll get backstories to all the members of the Rogue One squad and maybe even Mendo in some sort oh, of yes. media. That's not a big, that's not a big uh, prediction, though, in Star Wars, that we'll get backstories in some form of media, but I'll continue. <laughs> if I had to guess... We'll get them in literally some, every form of media. Yes. If I had to guess, probably some form of comic book limited series showing their history before Rogue One, I would definitely like to yep. see the wacky adventures of Cassian and K2SO. I don't reckon killing, shooting people in the back in an alley is that much of a wacky adventure, but we all live our lives differently. <laughs> also, uh-huh. since we are apparently getting Saw Guerrera in Rebels, I'm sure we'll get some reference to Jin, maybe even the events of when Saw left her behind keep up the great work guys love both of your podcasts thank you josh well we've already got um some krennic backstory and um some galen backstory in star wars uh catalyst the rogue one Mm -hmm. prequel novel i don't think so i don't think Jin will come up in uh saw guerrera in rebels because that was that would have been she was 16, and I think she's 12. That's five years ago. And I think the Rebels uh-huh. episode where Saul Guerrero is going to appear is two years ago, if you take uh-huh. Rogue One as today. But, yep. man, I would love a Baze and Churret comic book series. Absolutely. That would, that would be great. I, I, I feel they, they were the, that, that was the standout kind of buddy team-up in that movie. I think, look, I think, you know, we there. Jin has some missing time from when she was, you know, Sogarera founder and etc. But I think that story, we don't need to know that interim time. Like I don't. I, I think. I think what we saw in Rogue One is enough of that. I. Mm. I, I don't think we need. I don't think we need kind of a, a. A sad tale of her struggling. I think we need. Two wacky dudes. One's blind. One's got a real big gun, and they're just. And they're just cutting their way through the bad guys. That's what I want to see. That makes for a great comic book or porno. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe put them in the uh, maybe put them in the uh, the Han Solo solo movie as uh, as I don't know something. Put them in there. Uh, 
Yeah, that that gets a bit rich for me, but uh, that's just oh, that's yep. just my taste. Every, has everybody been signed on for at least one movie from from Rogue One? Does everybody else have another movie in their contract? I don't know. I feel Donnie Yen is definitely coming back. I heard Felicity Jones had a a multi film deal. Um, She's got two. Yeah, the, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone in the chat room can uh, inform me about that if you know different, but. You can have a multi-film deal and it not be exercised as well. That's true, yeah. You're right. Mm. Yeah. Um, Look, I think if right. they're going to show up anywhere, it's going to be Han Solo. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of... I don't know. I always shy away from interweaving for the sake of interweaving. But... Yeah, uh-huh. But don't know. Don't know. And... Mm. I don't know. You, know, you could. I, I'm just doing a quick bit of fan fiction in my head, and maybe mm-hmm. Han could come across uh, Churret and think he's a, a wacky religious nutbag, and that would feed yeah, into absolutely. that. That would feed into those comments in uh, in Star Wars. And mm-hmm. um, I, I watched uh, The Force Awakens with the commentary the other night, and it was. Oh yep. It, 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 I, I just love. The, the progression of Han Solo to stand in that the same room on the Falcon where he was the the, the cynic and then he turns into oh, yeah. the the preacher about the Force. It's, uh-huh, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Beautiful thing. But we have got 714 on the line. Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, hello? That hello? is you, yeah. Uh, hi, this is uh, Nick from California. Also, Nick. Hey, Nick. hey, buddy. What's going on, man? What's your prediction for 2017? Well, I think in episode eight or something after that, not the year after, but just something after that. But I think we'll find out who the the Knights of Ren are. Mm. Like, like and I. And you think like, they're gonna? Be, yeah. Like I think they're part of like maybe they're fallen other fallen Luke's apprentice, the Jedi Order again. Mm. Maybe they've fallen too. What about this, Nick? Do you think the Knights of Ren are Force sensitive? Oh, good I haven't question. Thought about that. <laughs> I haven't thought about that one. Because I guess because some of sort them of... do have guns. Yes. Yeah, I, I... because yeah, because we, we've 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 uh, in in Rogue One we've we've got you know the Order of the Will who are who are people who you know uh, uh, who believe in the Force but they can't access it to to any great degree. So perhaps this is the the evil version of that. Mm. The, the the prevailing yeah the prevailing fan theory I think before Rogue One came out was that the the Rogue One team would become would themselves become the Knights of Ren, but uh, no, that that is oh. definitely not the case. That is that is from tinfoilhat.net. That is that, that's that right up before. there with yeah. like <laughs> that that is right up there with the the Photoshop of Jin's glove looking exactly like Boba Fett's glove. Right. Yep. Like, uh-huh. Look, I'll take them. I, I love a good fan theory. I can't stand those ones. I always want them to like. <laughs> if you're going to post up something like that, leave your phone number or some contact details. So after the film uh-huh. comes out, I can I can ring you and and berate you for how silly you were with your little red <laughs> outlines that you put on your Photoshop. Uh, uh-huh. Nick, thank you so much for your prediction. I really ho- I'd love to find out more about the Knights of Ren. 
So uh, mm-hmm. I hope that one comes true, man. Have a good New Year's. Uh, thank you. you Thanks, too. buddy. Thank Cheers. You. Michelle Palmer. Oh, this is a nice, succinct one, Meso. There's no Love doubting this one if it comes true or not. Michelle Palmer mm-hmm. says, Ray will get a bad-ass double-ended lightsaber in episode eight that'll be purple or orange. Oh, yeah. Great. I have to say, if that comes true, that could be a, a clear winner. It would be hard to make a prediction yep. as as extended and uh, as spot-on as that one. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want the return of the double-ended lightsaber, Nicholas Mason? I would love it. And, you know, she's clearly, she's, she's, uh, she's been shown to have proficiency with her staff. So that's, you know, that's a good start, I think. Um, it does fit in with her fighting style. Yep, mm-hmm, definitely. That would be good. Yeah, again, are they going to go with a non-standard colour is the question. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the sticking point. If she goes, I, I feel if they go with a non-standard colour, that's going to upset somebody. I don't know why. It's just the combination of Ray and, I don't know, pe- people will get mad. Purple lightsaber, people will get upset, I think. Yeah, Mace Windu had a purple one. He did all right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Mm-hmm. Just as long as it's not pink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be like, well, yeah, yeah. Got to give her a pink that's one. A that's, you know. Bit on the nose. Yeah. Bit on the nose. Exactly. All right, how about this one? Don Legaspy. You guys are really um, just <laughs> mocking my... Mocking my avert speech impediment here. Uh, her, his one is uh, another pretty succinct one, and it refers to, I'm not sure how deep you are in Star Wars, the Clone Wars cartoon. Um, I, I should give a shout-out that in the chat room we've got uh, Clone Wars Rebels and Rogue One performer Steve Stanton chatting it up with everyone. He was Tarkin in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars, which is pretty sick. But Dom's prediction is Ahsoka, Maul, and Kanan become the new daughter, son, and father. And that is referring to the Mortis episodes. Are you familiar with those at all, Nick Mason? I didn't understand any of the words you just said, either individually or as a sentence, but it sounds like a good prediction to me. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. There you go. Let's go with Eric Struthers. Uh, Eric is a great assistant to the podcast, does little edits and highlight clips, and is just an all round good guy. Uh, he says, This is one prediction with a few facets. Please don't disqualify it as a whole. Episode 8 will predominantly feature <laughs> Leia. As a huge hero, if scenes weren't specifically shot with Carrie Fisher to support that, the dialogue and scenes with other characters will set it up. Leia will sacrifice herself in some matter for the greater good. Seeing Leia's death will be hard, but it will be a triumphant moment. There may have to have her die in explosion or some sort of destruction if there isn't scenes to support it. I surely hope there are where she is telling Luke to never give up and fight against evil and injustice, to stand up for what's right and for those who can't stand up for themselves. Um, This is still part of the same prediction. We will cry Mm -hmm. a lot, a whole lot, a whole, whole lot, sort of like I am now while thinking about this, only more. May that force be with you. And uh, I would love 
for that one to come true, Eric. Thanks very much. Same, man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, KL writes in 2017. We're back to more in jokes, but these are ones that maybe uh, you'll relate to. <laughs> I'm ready Nick to Mason. not get it. Here we go. All right, here we go. No, no, if anyone's going to get this, it will be you. In 2017, Mr. Sunday Movie will finally reveal his face for charity and we'll find out his face isn't much better looking than the goat head. Second prediction, <laughs> if I may, the brother Nick Mason doesn't like will apologize to said. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Internet celebrity, and they will form a podcast together making fun of Mr. Sunday movies. And that is from Corey Blind, Woodstock, USA. Keep up the good work, guys. Awesome podcast you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Now, Mr. Sunday Movies is your yes. co-host on the Weekly Correct, Planet. Correct, on the Weekly Planet. That's right. And his mm-hmm. public persona is that he has a goat head. And Correct. there are rumours he's going to reveal his head, his real head in 2017. Confirm or deny? Well, I, look, look, I, I couldn't say... Uh, look, I do know the answer. I don't know what, it, what he... And I know he's listening right now, so I don't know uh, what, I'm, what I'm allowed to reveal, but I would say it is a very, it is a very, good, uh, very good chance that is, in fact, going to happen. Uh, probably but, uh, before, the, bef- yeah, before the middle of the year. But to, you know, KL might think that... They've got it in the bag. They've won. But it does say mm-hmm. Mr. Sunday Movies will finally reveal his face for charity and we will find out his face isn't much better looking than a goat head. Sorry, bro. He is one handsome internet recluse. Yep. Just to be clear, so, um, I, 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 I don't want him to reveal his face primarily because he's significantly better looking than me. And uh, I've always been the handsome one because my opposition is a man who looks like a goat. So that's all going to go out the window. So, yes, you are incorrect there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and why don't you like one of his brothers? I always hear you talk about, is it the brother I like or the brother I don't like? What did he do? Look, I'll be honest with you. That's a bit we've been doing for the show for three years, and I can't remember what the answer is. Uh they're both fine. They're both they're both regular, normal guys. Uh, but uh, I will uh, I will never do a podcast with him. Just just to be clear, it's never going right. to happen. Well, some yeah. predictions shot down so early. <laughs> shot down, buddy. In their prime, Matthew Thurban, who's a great supporter of the podcast, and uh, he hangs out in the listener safe haven. Uh, Nick Mason, if you ever want to. Talk Star Wars on Facebook in a sane manner where you can... If I ever want to flush some nerds down the toilet, absolutely, I'm ready to do it. No, no, this is where we... It's a safe haven on Facebook. You can get a link for that on the front page of SteelWars.com. Great, so, so delivering, delivering some wedgies, it sounds great. I'm, I'm, I'm all set. All right, sounds <laughs> good. Just send me the link and I'll head right on in there. 
<laughs> what a bully. Uh, his prediction for 2017. After the smashing success of Mendo in Rogue One, Lucasfilm announces the casting of Ben Mendelsohn in the upcoming untitled Han Solo film. Wow. Mendo returns as a young Orson critic who is climbing the corporate ladder in the Republic Corps of Engineers. He enlists the services of a scruffy-looking young Corellian smuggler to aid in his cunning plans. Now wait for this, Meso. Yes. Yes, he got more than he bargained for. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Look, that sounds like something we could watch. Uh, But that I, I don't know. There's there's too much destiny there for me. I don't I don't think everybody has to cross cross paths all the time. But uh... yeah, but this is the thing. This is where I reveal myself to being a raging, raging hypocrite. And oh, when yeah. I didn't wa- I didn't want to see Chirrut in the uh, Han Solo film. I'm like, ah, oh, it's too. He's crossing the streams too much. But when you uh. dangle a bit of Mendo. In the oh, hard yes. solo film, I'm just like, yep. yeah, yeah, that's you have to do that, really. That that would be um, right. You'd let down the cannon, um, uh-huh. but yeah, any, any chance to get Mendo back in and Mendo versus Han Solo would be uh, pretty pretty sweet. Uh, ben yeah. Davis in the chat room wants to know when we're going back to calls, and that answer is now. Uh, Skype caller, if you've been on hold for a little bit, talk and Hello, where you're coming from. Hello, is this me? Yes, it is, it is me. Oh, mm-hmm. this is actually Ben Davis from the chat. So, oh, well, the force is strong in this one. This is, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, just before I get All to right, my theory. All right, you impatient oh. prick. What's your prediction? I've got the calls. <laughs> Make with it. Well, um... Just before I make my prediction, I want to say something to Mr. Nick Mason. Hello. And that is, and that is that I am the writer of the Weekly Planet comic, which you feature yes, very is. heavily in. As that's right. As the as basically the main character, because uh-huh. yep. you are you are you are so much better than James, even if he is much better looking than you. You are much He's cooler. He's listening. He's listening. Don't say any of those things. But if he was on here, it would be the other way around. Anyway, my prediction okay, is great. very... I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for that. But my prediction is also very long and very multifaceted as well. So, so here we go. You sound like our target market. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so this is a bit off the cuff for me, although it might not seem it. I do not watch Star Wars Rebels at all. So I predict that in the next series of Star Wars Rebels, we will see approximately half of the cast of uh, Rogue One reprise their roles on the show. Wow, okay, yeah. So so cast and, yeah. Yeah, the cast and obviously their their characters, but I could, I was looking at the IMDb listings and I could go into which characters I believe will be, turn up for probably just one episode per character in the show. Where I've got, I've got, so I reckon Cassian Andor will come up for between one to three episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, we, we know, and this is based on the fact we know Saul Guerrero is coming back for one episode mm-hmm. in Rebels. Uh, I reckon Tarkin will come back at some point if, again, I haven't watched it, if he has come back in Rebels before, that is completely my fault if he has and I haven't watched it. Krennic will come back and make multiple appearances uh, and we will get one line from Rook, uh, the pilot Rook, from at one point. That is my long prediction, which I'm sorry may have bored people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's a great one, Ben. There, there's, yeah. With if you did bring back Mendo, here's some sizzle yeah. to light everyone's fire. Oh, yeah. Mendo mm-hmm. in a scene with Grand Admiral Thrawn, two yeah. white, yes, suited Imperials in a in a head-to-head battle of wills. That would be a very yeah. exciting 23 minutes of animated entertainment yeah, that, that would slash be... content. Yes, and in the same episode, uh, Mendo is then revealed as uh, a robot as well. And it is <laughs> Thank Thorne is the only person who knows that he is a robot, though, apart from the audience. Well. Right. I love it. That, I love now, it. Now, that now, now, Ben... Ben, this could be this could be the thing that uh, judges if you win or not. Are, are you? Do you want the robot thing to be part of your prediction? Uh, the robot thing will sadly not be part of my prediction. I'm sorry, that was a joke. I do not believe. Betray you, Paul. You betray a bit. I'm I'm very sorry. Uh, no, that's can okay. I? I want to. I just want to say I want to make a second unofficial prediction. May, may I add this Ready? one onto the end? Um, in episode eight, although obviously, sadly, the scenes were not able to be shot, there will be a somehow a fitting tribute to Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher near the end of the film in some way, putting her... Uh, she will be promoted above the ranks, through the ranks to the top of the rebellion or what whatever it's called now, uh, in some way. I don't think she will die. She'll be promoted to the point where she retires or something along those lines near the end of the film. And there'll be reshoots in this year. That's what I, that's what I think. Mm. So that's just the second, that's just what, an unofficial one. <laughs> Very cool. I would, I love my, it. my, what, you know, it's so hard because they've filmed, you know, what's filmed is filmed and what's mm. done is done. But, I would like the chance to bawl my eyes out in episode eight during one bit. I, I, I it will. I'm, be, I'm gonna. I, I will say that that bit will probably be like, it'll be happy for her because she's like either retiring as a general or something along those lines. But it will be very sad because we know what the implication is as an audience member. Mm-hmm. That's what I. Mm-hmm. That's what I think will happen. Well, Ben, thanks so much for your prediction. I. It's one of those predictions getting half the characters into Star Wars Rebels next year. That would be very exciting for Star Wars yeah. fans yeah. to especially, enjoy. Especially Krennic voiced by Mendo. That would... That, that, oh. I, like I said, I, I've never... I think it could be possible because they will only have them on for about one episode each. That's, that's, that's yeah, what, right. what my prediction is. So it's like... Because obviously uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker's coming back for Sol Guerrero for one episode, so I reckon I'll get a few of them back. What I am in, 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 in
They'll yeah, what I'm interested in, what I'm interested in, Ben, is Dave Filoni was on set of Rogue One. I wonder where Forrest Whitaker did his recorded his uh, stuff. Like, I wonder if they did it on set then while they were all there, or they did it at another time. I, I think. If any if anyone knows that, that could unlock the key to other guests appearing yeah. on the uh, in the movie. Although, you know, with well, I mean, technology if they were, today, if they were on if they were on set, then they could have not just recorded one actor's uh uh voice, they could have recorded multiple actors uh um, in a few in maybe like a week or something like that, if it's just one episode and a few scenes. Ben, That's that was my... my implication. That was my implication. Okay. In that <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Ben, thank you so much for your prediction. I thank you. absolutely comes true for and can you. Can I just and... say before before Ben goes? Yeah, just before Ben goes. Thank you so much. Ben has written. Uh, I believe uh, is there, there's there's seven issues of the Weekly Planet, uh, and it's uh, uh, seven myself issues, and. Yes. Yep, and uh, that's with Eric Helmer doing the art, and uh, there's um, it's it's a it's a it's a wild and wacky adventure through uh through the streets of Melbourne. We're off. I'm often teaming up with the brother I don't like. Uh, we we've come to blows <laughs> with uh, Mayor of Melbourne Robert Doyle at one point. He's our, he's our unofficial. He is, he is the main antagonist. He is the main antagonist of the of the comic at this point. I think. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's a it's a wild and wacky adventure, and uh, yeah, thanks yeah. thanks for putting so much time into it. It's uh, I I have a it's a real thrill to uh, to give it a, a read every time it comes out. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you ben, very I've welcome. got a prediction. I've got a prediction, Ben. In 2017, a plucky young, bowl cutted Star Wars podcaster will cameo in the Weekly Planet <laughs> comic strip. That's my prediction. Um, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, we will have to see. There may or may not be plans for something along those lines. <laughs> oh, that's Excellent. a definite yes. That's a, that's a yep. podcast canon uh, all I, all question. All I will there. say is there may, there may be a finale in a football field uh, with multiple <laughs> people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> love it. A battle royale, if you will. I love it. Yep. Excellent sizzle, Ben. Thanks for your call. I think it might be Boba Fett. Do you think it could be the ghost of Ezra? I think it's Mendo's robot corpse back from the dead. If you are sick of Snoke theories that suck, then you need the now infamous Your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirt and sticker. That, along with a ton of great Steel Wars stickers and t-shirts, are available now at SteelWars.com. We've got about 40 minutes left on our two-hour prediction show. And I am going to go to what I think is going to be a very special guest, perhaps from a galaxy far, far away. 310, who are you and where are you calling from? This is Admiral Radish of the Rebel Alliance. Steel Saunders, what's your call sign? <laughs> nerd one. Nerd one. Mm-hmm. Nerd one, there is no nerd one. Give me your call sign, young man. Or we'll have <laughs> a blast on the outer rim. 
<laughs> uh, Nick Mason, this is the actual Admiral Raddus on the line. That's that is incredible. I love it. Um, never have so never have so few given so much for so many. Oh, that is the perfect um, description of a Star Wars podcast, actually. Um, but yes, Admiral, it, it, it's still one here. And um, I, I, I thank uh, our good pal Steve Stanton for passing on my details to you. Admiral, do you have a prediction for 2017? I love it. I love it. Maintain the magic. I love it. I have a prediction. I have a prediction that this critic, this infant will not survive the next attack from the rebellion on his whatever it is he wants to invent next time. Go ahead, make a planet killer. We'll bust it up into a million pieces. <laughs> oh, I say, now, I feel. Mendo, Mendo is the fresh maker. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um... Admiral, I, I want, I'm hoping a prediction that comes true as we, we, we see or, or hear more of you in, in some content over the next year. What, what are the chances of that? Well, I certainly hope the chances are high at this point. And uh, considering that the, the film doesn't show what happened to me, I think it could go either way. <laughs> it's, it's weird a character we knows about the hashtag. film that he's in. Yeah, right. Radis lives. What's that? Radis yeah, lives. Radis lives. I, I feel. Say. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I. That's what I like. That's what I hope, gentlemen. That Radis lives. I would love to see that. Uh, that that uh, character continue, especially since he now he has mm. an action. Wow. Yes, uh, exactly. My blog yep. talk rate. My blog talk radio line seemed to be crossed. We've now got Steve Stanton on the <laughs> other line. This is the uh, Theatre of the Mind. How are you, Steve? How have you enjoyed the uh, the Rogue One adventure? I, I've been loving it. I'm sitting here in the co-pilot seat in the prof- Profundity... I can't even say the name of the ship that Admiral Radisson is on. I'll go with what Pablo Hidalgo said and call it the Radisson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> profundity, profundity? Am I saying that correctly? Say it with an Australian accent for me. That'll probably give me the clue as to how it should be said. I, I am the Profundity? last person to go to for uh, pronunciations of, of words. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I the, the Radisson's pretty good. What would be your nickname for for Admiral Radis? I know you've got everyone's got a nickname down under, so you've got to have one for Admiral Radis. Oh, Rado. Yeah, it's Rado. Rado. You got to go with Rado. <laughs> yep. The, the essential component of, a, of, a, of an the essential component of an Australian nickname is it's it's the the laziest nickname you can possibly do. You just take off the end and you add an O, and that's that's the or nickname. an E. You can add an E. And as a, you well. can add an E. You can add an E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to go with the first one that came out, Rado. So that's now canon. We've got canon. Love it. Canon. <laughs> Rado versus Mendo. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you guys know I've I've been I've seen Rogue One only I'm a, I'm kind of a piker here I've only seen it three times now but every time it's just uh, you know because when I recorded it uh, there was a lot of green screen that I was looking at uh, through Radis's window so I was blown away by seeing what he was actually looking at during those battle sequences. It, it must be so surreal to like 
sit in a cinema and, and watch a Star Wars film and have your voice come out of a, a Moncal? You have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's beyond uh, it's beyond surreal because you know all, as all of us are, are so many of us are, are fans now of Star Wars. When you're suddenly in something that you grew up watching as a as a kid, it's and especially when it, Rogue One in particular, I'll have to say because it is a, to me it's like getting into a time machine and going back to 1977 because it's all you know it's. It's not the First Order. It's not what we saw in The Force Awakens. It's a throwback to the original. So to be have a part in that particular part of the saga, to me, is a very special place in my heart. I, I couldn't be more thrilled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, and, it, and it just and it just it looks like it, it's it's a throwback, and it is it is so just it it's it's so it looks just like. Being in the cinema in the in the, in the nineteen seventy seven and it, but just times a million. It is, uh, yeah, they've, they've nailed that. It's incredible. Yeah, I have to say, when I was doing the recording session, you know, I was doing it with uh, with Matthew Wood, Matt Wood from uh, Lucasfilm, you know, the voice of uh, uh, of Grievous, and uh, uh-huh. you know, Doc Doc Kane, who is a legend over at Disney Studios. So while they're they were scrolling through things, you know, to get to my scenes. You know, they're pointing out, oh, this is the, uh, you know, these are the takes of uh, uh, Gold Leader and, and, and stuff from the original film. I was I was freaking out right there on the ADR stage. I'm like, what, can we stop and just watch the whole film God, from beginning to <laughs> end? <laughs> Even though it wasn't, it wasn't finished, I was so... I was so enthralled by what I was seeing. I thought that was a brilliant move to use those old outtakes and to put them into the film and have the actors oh, come up and rework new lines. Steve, explain you're doing a, a giveaway for a, uh, a, a celebration pass. I, I have to just, in this uh, forum, congratulate you and commend you and thank you for all the... you just constantly giving back to uh, the Star Wars fan community and, and helping charities. It's really cool. Now, how, how can people participate in this giveaway? Well, yeah, right. That's uh, being reminded here that right now we're working with a um, an organization called Starlight Children's Foundation, which we found out about through all of our uh, Star Wars fans in Australia, uh, because the 501st uh, in Australia and the Thylacine Squad in Tasmania work extensively with Starlight Children's Foundation. They kind of turned us on to it, and we were really impressed with what they do uh, about how they help kids of all ages, no matter what they're ailing from, while they're in their stay in the hospital, which can be pretty scary when you're a little kid. I, I know, because I had surgery as a kid when I was like five years old and seven years old, and, and you know, it, it, it's tough on kids, no matter what you're dealing with. So we love working with Starlight Children's Foundation, So, and, you know, it's a, it's a charity that is very, very affordable if anybody wants to... Uh, participate in it because you get to choose the local hospitals in your area where the money goes to to help the you know the kids in your hometown if you like so uh right now one of the things we're doing to help raise awareness for starlight is they're asking people to uh go to my twitter account and to uh, retweet and follow starlight and when you do that you become eligible for a four-day pass 
the Star Wars celebration in Orlando in 2017. And as you probably know, those four-day passes are sold out right now. So this is a really cool deal. That's awesome, man. I've just retweeted it, so it's the top of my feed. So uh, it's, uh, again, I I think it's awesome the way you, like, integrate yourself with with the fans. Like, I I didn't know you were going to call in. It's super cool. And and your charity work and stuff, it's, it's very inspiring. And it's very appreciated, mate. Well, I've, we've found over the years dealing with the Star Wars fans and meeting so many of them one, one-on-one is that they're probably the most giving group of people that I've ever met. I have never run into a, 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 an element of fandom that is so uh, willing and so ready to give back to people that are less fortunate than themselves. And they really band together as, a, as an enormous worldwide family. So it doesn't matter where on the planet you go to. If you run into a Star Wars fan, they're always ready to help out no matter what it is. So we like to, you know, to recognize uh, their willingness and their generosity and give something back to them. And also say thank you for being fans, you know, because without an audience, without fans watching the television shows or the movies or the watch, you know, the, playing the video games or reading the books, you know, all of us that are involved with it, we'd, we're out of work. And, uh, you know, so we, we, we so appreciate what it is that everyone, you know, is, uh, you know, is, is really a fan of what it is that we're doing to try to keep the saga going and continuing so, so more generations get to experience Star Wars the way we did when we were kids. That's awesome. Um, my prediction for 2017 in podcasting is that Steve Stanton does a Steel Wars interview that blows people away. It redefines iTunes. And Steve, is there anyone else on the line that might have a uh, prediction for 2017? Let's see. Um, Well, first of all, Steele didn't get back to me. Oh. So I don't know about what you just said. There you go. You got my man. Get on the the horn. (laughs) You got, you got my manager on the line now, Steve. There you go. Dutch, Dutch is not one of the Star Wars characters I was expecting to hear from. Well, he's, let me tell you something, though. He's canon with a lit fuse, too. Let me tell you. So, if, if, you better get back to him. Otherwise, I don't know if your prediction is going to come true or not. It's going to come true, Dutch. Don't worry, buddy. I have a band too that we're going to hire for that interview and there's going to be dancing bears and uh, and everything you know we love you Steve (laughs) don't come up with a nickname for Dutch that will not go over well Dutchie Dutchie it's got to be Dutchie yes he says he'll go with that Look, I'm going to let you guys get back to your other callers. We're going to talk soon, but uh, Happy New Year to everybody, you and Nick and everybody that's listening. And I'm going to get back in the chat because we got some stuff we need to talk about over there. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you so buddy. much, Steve. Happy New Year. And uh, may that force be with you, man. This is Admiral Ratter saying, Seal Saunders, may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That is pretty cool. I can't believe that Steve Stanton and and Radis are friends. Isn't that weird? They just hang out in Hollywood. So weird. Yeah, with Dutch. Dutchy. Yeah, right? 
Yeah, good old the Dusty. Great. Wow, that is. Uh, I always sometimes Steve pops up on the call-in show. Uh-huh. But it's very right. exciting. Uh, let's go to two hundred and one. Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Robo. This is Robo. Uh, what was that? Was my nickname, right? Rob the, uh, the, the lawyer. Yeah. From New Robo Jersey. the Lawyer, one of our most beloved uh, callers. How you been, Robo? It's been a couple of weeks, man. I've missed you. Been a few, yeah. I don't know. You've been doing these at different times, which I think is great for the uh, the listeners around the globe. But uh, for me, I, uh, I, also, you know, you know. I, think I it, look uh, forward to. I look forward next year, early next year, if you can call in and and we'll. I, I'd I'd love to get your uh, always in depth. Um, feelings about Rogue One and how it relates to the rest of the saga. But oh, yeah. today it's predictions. What do you got for mm-hmm. us, mate, in 2017? All right. All right. I'm thinking in, in uh, 2017, um, episode eight, uh, Luke Skywalker uh, does not take the lightsaber, which somebody probably already predicted. He announces that he is not going to train any more Jedi and that he's officially kind of like disbanding Jedi Knights, um, and uh, either either Ray has to talk him back into it, um, or uh, she just rolls with it. So I'm not sure whether she has any stake in this. Um, I'm thinking he's going to just conclude that the Skywalkers have no business training or uh, Jedi that they uh, that he's a failure, and um, he, I, I I don't see how he'd be wrong either because he kind of. He knew exactly what, what could happen, and he let it happen. And I, I don't think he's going to let himself off the hook for that. I think he's going to say the Jedi Knights are no more. And then it's kind of uh, – or and I think the building blocks are there. I think that this film has already taken the steps necessary to do that. And I think that fans are going to just absolutely lose their minds with rage. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I like someone that's looking forward to rage. Do you think he will relent and and do some training? I don't. I don't know. You know, I think that I think he, he he'll find a way of training Ray without training her. I think that's what he's going to do. But that's not really part of the prediction because I, I think that the story that they make out of that is something else. But I think they're going to say that the idea of a the, the idea that the Jedi Order is going to be reestablished, the Jedi Knights will once again be as innumerable as the stars in, in the galaxy. Never going to happen again. We've seen the last of that. That's no more. And they've already gotten rid of all the lightsaber crystals. They don't exist anymore. The Empire has uh, strip-mined every planet that has them, put them into two giant death machines uh, that both exploded promptly. So I got to use its laser like what twice, once. It just blew up a couple ships. I mean, what a waste. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, all those crystals are gone, uh, and so they set that up. So they're really they're sticking with it. Like Kylo Ren apparently couldn't even get like a proper crystal for his lightsaber. Um, he he had to find he found a cracked one, and that's what he was. That's what he has to work with. So I, which, which also suggests that, that, oh, that's an interesting little um, twist because is, is it not implied that Starkiller Base is actually Ilum, which used to be the source of many Kyber crystals? And if you put two and two together, that means that they 
somehow got all of them out of that planet. Is is that right? Well, Probably? I mean, they also managed to hollow that planet out. I don't know. Like, I don't know where that comes from, but uh, I've never heard anybody say. I, I, my understanding is that when asked, Pablo said it was just a different planet. Um, oh, really? That, uh, I thought, I thought it was, uh, I could be wrong about that. I'm sure somebody in the chat, I can't see the chat right now, but I'm sure somebody's going like, oh, my God, how did he? He calls himself a fan, and yes, yes, I do. Um, but uh, no, know. no one's say, no one's saying that about you in the chat because you're not in the chat saying that about you. <laughs> I wouldn't say that about me. <laughs> I'm fucking around. So what do you think? I mean, do you think that we're gonna? Do you think that they're building up to like a reestablishment of like a ten thousand plus strong uh, space cops, Jedi, Knight order? Yeah. Thing? I- I think that's like a, a hundred years in the future type scenario, personally. I definitely think there's something to Mark or Mark, Luke Skywalker <laughs> not um not taking the um you know, the the challenge to maybe knocking back the lightsaber. I'm I'm pretty sure in the end he does realise that he has to train her. I actually like I don't want I don't know, my vision of, of Luke Skywalker, I, I don't want him to knock it back, even at the start. I want him to go, mm-hmm. all right. Like, I want Luke Skywalker think, to always be right. Yeah, I think he's going to take it. I don't, but he, that would be a little bit boring, right? Like, I don't, I don't know whether we want a Luke Skywalker. What makes Luke Skywalker who he is, is that he isn't perfect. He doesn't make the right choices sometimes. And, uh, and he's at his best when he's doing the exact opposite of what he's told to do. Like, that's what that's true about him. And also, like, he's got every reason to be like, no, I'm not, I, I, I imagine maybe he'll hold it, reminisce, you know, uh, take a hit off those sweet, sweet force uh, vapors that make you have <laughs> the hallucinations, and then give it back and say, no, it's yours. It, it called to you. It's uh, what if it wanted me to find it, I would have found it. Um, and I don't. I'm not really in the Jedi training business anymore. I, I uh, I'm uh, I farm a little. <laughs> um, I've ha- I, you know. What can, do you care for a salad? I think uh, you know that that's. Uh, I think he's. I think he's going to go in a, in a. As like I said, I I, I imagine like a. They can't do a Jedi training thing again. They can't do a Yoda thing again because it's going to be compared to Yoda and it's not going to be as good because there's no Muppets involved. So Yeah, I, I think you could be wrong about that one. Do you think, do, do you think there's a Muppet? Like, there's a Muppet that he's going to... Oh, no, like, well, I, just I think, can't I just, train you, but there's this Muppet down the street who's really... Uh, <laughs> I just think they'll be training. I just think they'll be training. But, uh, Robbo, I, uh, I've got a uh, oh, keep yeah. it moving. Sorry, We've got about 18 people. minutes. And uh, no, mm-hmm. you're, you're fine, man. Uh, have a great new year. And I really Me look too. forward to talking Star Wars with you in the next year. Can't wait. It's going to be, I, I don't it can only be better from here. So, night, everybody. That is a pretty Thanks, spot on prediction. If I, I can, just uh, wanna... my predi- I feel my, yeah, go ahead, Phil. Yeah, my go, my prediction, I feel. Uh, I, I think he is. I think Skywalker is. He's. He knew this was going to happen. He knew somebody was coming. He knew it was probably going to be Ray, and he is. 
he is hesitant. Like in that last scene, he is hesitant there because he knows he knew this was all going to happen, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of death and destruction along the way. And this is that was him being resigned to the fact that it wasn't just a premonition; it's it's actually happening right now. And he is he is going to train it. There's, there's not going to be any rejection. He's going to he's going to take that lightsaber and he's going to give it back and be like, okay, training starts now. And I think we're going to get straight into it. Yeah, I think he knows that uh, Ray was on the way. Hey, we've got about 15 minutes, so if you're on hold, make sure you've got your prediction ready and it's succinct. I do want to make note that uh, Darren Lochner in the chat room who called in before just made a donation to the Starlight Foundation as uh, payment for Steve Stanton's call-in. and uh, And Steve's reached out to him and good positive fandom so uh in 2017 my prediction is we will see more of that we will um be more like carrie in 2017 you guys uh let's whip through these predictions we have got two six seven you are on the line who are you and where are you calling from joseph from pa pennsylvania hey joseph what's your prediction man I don't think Akbar is going to make it out of episode eight. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 We're worried about Radis. Akbar's in danger. Oh, yeah. That is that is sad. How do you think he's going to go, Joseph? No idea. No idea. Well, that is a, probably uh, one of those really big fishing trawler nets. I'd imagine <laughs> one of those. Right. That is racially insensitive, Nick Mason. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Stanton's going to call back in. It's going to be out of control. Um, Joseph, thanks so much for your prediction. Sorry, I've got to keep it uh, so quick. Yep. But uh, I just want to wrap everything up. Have a great New Year's, my man. Grab that thanks, buddy. Guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Cheers. I, I should explain that the blog talk... Uh, radio, the maximum amount we can go is two hours. So we're going to go to three, four, seven. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, Steel, it's Emily calling from New York. Emily, hey, Emily, one of our most regular listeners and callers and hangarouts in the chat room and driving forces in the safe haven and previous Steel Wars guest. What is your prediction for 2017? I think we're going to get an announcement about a live action TV show. Very good. Now, whether or not it actually comes to be, I'm not so sure on. Yeah, I, I, I think if they, whatever they announce from now on is going to, will be locked in, unlike the, um, mm. the what was the old one? The 1113 or something? The level 1113 that was going to be a live action film? Oh, 1313, and... 1313, the video game? The, yeah, oh, yeah. And then there was like the 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 TV series that George Lucas was hoping to make a hundred episodes of, and there's all sorts of stuff at Skywalker Ranch. kind of exciting until they announced like the, the like Palpatine backstory that was going to be involved. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad that story never happened. Oh yeah. That I, I you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can say, well, if they do it well, it'd be fine. But I don't know if you know about this, Nick, but there was a, someone apparently had read the stories and apparently there was a story about how, 
um, Palpatine got twisted because some woman messed with him. It's always the women's fault. Oh, no. (laughs) It's always, isn't it, though? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. No good. Damn women. Ruining the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Palpatine could have been a great... He ruins everything. Yeah. All right, Emily, I appreciate the prediction, and I look forward to talking Star Wars with you next year, mate. Definitely. Bye. Cheers. All right. Let's go to 828. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. This is Clark from North Carolina. Hey, Hey, Clark. Clark. What's going on, man? What is your prediction for 2017? I'm predicting an incredible Luke Stinger shot at the end of the first trailer for Episode 8. Hmm, interesting. You have my attention. Do go on. Uh, Well, prior to one of your previous callers, I think Luke is very much going to take up the lightsaber, and I think maybe a a green lightsaber ignition, something like that, could finish off that first teaser trailer. Do you think oh, it's going to be? So it's going to be. It's it's not not going to be him in a fight seat, kind of a fight situation. It's him going to be firing up that lightsaber. I think it's going to be immediately prior to the fight, something like that. You know, something. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, maybe the game oh. is on, Nick Mason. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you want. That's an excellent reference from uh, which was explained in the in the last episode of the Weekly Planet podcast, Clark. Out of all the yep. predictions, few have given me a full-body goosebump fit like you just did. That's at, That would make my celebration so perfect to end, to be in that stadium with 7,000 other people, how many people fit in there, and at the end of the trailer, ignite the green. Wow. I can't imagine. Wow. I can't imagine. Can I can I mm. can I go further to that? I think I, I like this idea of the, uh, igniting the green. That's pretty good. My prediction would be in the middle of a fight, like like a fraction of a second, the green the lightsaber is already lit and he's got opponents on more than one side. Like one second of that, I think that that, that oh, is yeah. actually my prediction for that. I think uh-huh. even for because we've we've seen him light up a lightsaber. We've seen you know we've seen we've seen all the stuff, but we we haven't. I, I want to see him in in danger and ready to fight his way out of that danger. Yeah, but I think from a um, like doling out like information and and doing it uh-huh. in the right way, like first trailer, you know, yep. Grandmaster Jedi Luke Skywalker he ignites, and 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 yep, like okay. that like like that's enough to make podcasters turn into blubbering idiots and then in the next trailer you can show him fighting yep but but once Uh you show him fighting you can't go back to that ignition thing and i i always think when you you deal out these all these things for the trailers it's you know they're it's it's like currency the excitement is currency and yeah um, what what information you release there's a currency to that so spend it wisely and in the right order uh clark that is an I, I think that's the prediction I would like to come true the most, I think. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Cheers. Anytime. 913. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hi, my name's Jay, and I'm calling from North Carolina. 
Jay, hey, Jay, what is your prediction, my friend? Well, uh, after the racist freakout over Finn being a black stormtrooper and the uh, Max Landis Mary Sue meltdown, I predict that another innocuous thing in Episode Eight will cause idiots to lose their minds. And specifically, I think Maz Kanata will finally get together with her boyfriend Chewbacca and help heal the void left in his big fuzzy heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think the first thing will definitely come true. That is an, an inevitability that something will <laughs> offend someone for some silly reason. Um, I like the, you know, as sad as it is, the things like people getting upset about Finn being a black stormtrooper. I, I kind of like that because it outs people I want nothing to do with in my life. Absolutely. And, they have no business um, in Star Wars fandom. And if you want to boycott Star Wars because of that, sweet. I, I don't want to sit next to you in the cinema. <laughs> mm. I am going to keep it Real. pretty tight because we've got about seven minutes left. Thank you so much for your prediction, Jay. You're welcome. It's great to speak to you and uh, grab that gem, Mason. Uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> See you later. Bye. And if you are a new caller, it is normally not so uh, heated to get on the line. So uh, we do these uh, every week. Okay, so we've got a few email predictions that we'll get through Nick Mason. Let's uh, do it. Catherine Keneen, regular... Um, oh, this is a great one. Regular listener and participator in the podcast. The Brez, Anthony Bresnikan, will work Ignite the Green into an Entertainment Weekly article which that would be a real treat if the Brez could do that for me. And we will complain that too much of the movie was in the trailers. <laughs> yep. I would, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, I would like that one. Brad Love, who's uh, another really great supporter and listener of the podcast. Um, I have tons of predictions for Star Wars, but if I may be bold and make a prediction for Star Wars podcasts, the greatest Star Wars podcast of all time will be released. A classic Steel Wars interview with Bart Freebarn, uh, who I believe is your roommate, Nick Mason. Uh, currently, yeah, but uh, the, soon to not be the case as our house is sinking. So uh, that's fun. So we're all out uh, pretty soon, yeah. Your house is sinking. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably uh, all that coffee that Bart's got stored in the kitchen. <laughs> um, Ellie Sloan, you know what? I'm not great at predictions, but based on The Force Awakens, I predict whatever happens in Episode 8 is something that has been predicted by most people, unless they take the popularity of Rogue One as an opportunity to change the tone and direction. But it might be too late for that. Like it seems too easy that Ray is Luke's daughter and even the Ray is Obi-Wan's daughter theory seems too predictable now, but it has been suggested so many times. There is no way that Ray is Obi-Wan's daughter. It's granddaughter, if anything. Uh, but I really think Ray will end up being Luke's daughter. Like, I fully expect them to go with that. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Also, Steel Wars is awesome, and big ups to Nick Mason, me and my boyfriend Jimmy, and our cat Jeff. Love listening to this and the Weekly Planet all the way from Liverpool, UK. Keep it up, Love Ellie. It. Thank you. Thank Bye, you, Ellie. Ellie. I, um... Yeah, I... The, the, the thing about Luke being Ray's dad is why did Ray get left on Jakku... And mm-hmm. how is that framed in a way that doesn't make 
Luke Skywalker seem like someone that's left child in the car park while he goes to the casino? Exactly. All right, we've got Aaron mm. Boyd. Uh, Dave Filoni will announce a new animated series. George Lucas will be regularly involved in some creative way. Boom! At the Kenobi POV. Um, I definitely think we'll get a new animated series announcement. George mm-hmm. Lucas involved? Yep. That might Absolutely lose you not. the prediction. All right, yeah. we have got um, a Alex MJ, Hey Steel and Meso, uh, huge fans. You two, hoping to see Steel in Orlando next year at Celebration 2017. Uh, as for Meso, I'll be flying to Melbourne later today, and I'll use every bit of tram information ever mentioned on Green Guide letters to track you down. Anyway, Great. I predict we will finally see the death of Darth Maul on Star Wars Rebels. I love the character, but how many times have we been promised that this is the end of his story? I also think we'll see a lot of Obi-Wan next year. Also, Ewoks will show up in one form or another. I swear on it. I also <laughs> predict that Episode 8 will be fantastic. Thanks, guys. Have a fantastic year. Um, we'll go with this one that his prediction is, I will see the death of Darth Maul on Star Wars Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni is not good at killing off characters, but I think um, it's due. He's got to go. Oh, yes? I, I okay. saw him die. I saw him die yeah. in episode one, I'm sure. Amanda Ward. And also... Star Wars... Oh, sorry. Go. Well, I was going to say that uh, it, it's kind of like... A, it's, it's a, there's, there's a character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's still alive in the TV series, but he's dead in the films. And if, he's, if, if similarly, if you have Darth Maul still around in the cartoon series, inevitably he has to show up in the, in the current canon. And that would be too much of a weird uh, disconnect because he was killed in, in, in Phantom Menace. So he, he, you're right, he's got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amanda Ward from MakingStarWars.net chimes in. In 2017, I predict Star Wars Rebels will show us a young Han Solo and Obi-Wan Kenobi... Oh, sorry... Okay, sorry, I'll I'll redo this one. In 2017, I predict Star Wars Rebels will show us a young Han Solo, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and continue to be utterly irrelevant. So a (laughs) prediction from Amanda Ward. Cop that, everyone who's part of that. I personally do not want to see a young Han Solo or Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, David Marshall... Um, I'm still thinking Benicia Del Toro is playing Ransom Casterifo, I mispronounced that, in episode (laughs) eight, and that is a character from Star Wars Bloodline. Good call, like that one. Star Wars Post, Uh, Max Palace, Hey Steel, predictions, one, Steel's hair will be even more fabulous. Thank you. Uh, two, mm-hmm. the hype for Star Wars Episode Eight will be even larger than Force Awakens. The reason I think this is people naturally gravitate to the middle film of the trilogy as being the Empire Strikes Back one of it. I don't know if that will happen. I've got about six more predictions emailed in if you've got time and we'll run through those, Meso. Let's do it. All right, I'll do it super quick. Scott Ellis, who actually is a former editor of The Green Guide... Uh, oh, yeah. that's a, the crossing the podcast streams. Given Hollywood's political leanings, there will be a cantina or market or crowd scene, and in the mix with a paunchy, slightly orange villain with.
great hair and short fingers, possibly Donald the Hutt. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Not sure about that one. Andy Campbell, regular Mm -hmm. listener to the Steel Wars podcast. Hey, Steel, it's Andy from Melbourne. My question is, after Rogue One and seeing that incredible Darth Vader hallway scene, could Disney be thinking of doing a continuation of Darth Vader's Sorry, of Darth Vader's story after episode three, for example, how he built his castle. Thanks. Oh, Happy yeah. New Year, Andy. It, it'd be like um, Renovation Rescue Mustafa. That'd be very interesting. I <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, yeah, a lot of dead contractors, I would imagine. That's, uh, anyone who disappoints him, dead. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to diss on, on George Lucas or the prequels, but the fact that Darth Vader, a character that has featured in seven Star Wars films, Mm -hmm. and people are still going, hey, we need that Darth Vader film. Right, yeah. Uh Maybe maybe you misfired where you started those Star Wars prequels. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, look, I I think he works... Maybe we'll get something like that, but I think he works better. Somebody, I think on on Twitter, it might have been Patton Oswalt, compared him to Jaws. In, in Rogue One, like he's, he's a terrifying, monstrous presence and I don't want to see, I don't want to see any more of his backstory. I just want him to show up and just wreck things and people to be terrified of him and then he goes away again. Yeah. All right, Andy Campbell. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. So his prediction is, sorry, he wrote in another one. Sorry, still had a brain fade. My prediction is that they will announce a Darth Vader standalone movie. There you go. Mm. Uh, yeah. Very... Um, Mark P writes in Hello Steel, my prediction is that I think we'll see A lot of anniversary art Revolve around Leia With the passing of Carrie Uh, Her last line in Rogue One Has even more meaning now And honestly, I really think the powers that be Should run with it Make an anniversary celebration And a celebration of Carrie Leia Who has become one with the Force I... I don't know. I don't know how far ahead they do this stuff, but I imagine mm-hmm. the Star Wars Celebration uh, poster. Mm-hmm. I reckon. I reckon we'll get our princess pretty upfront of that. Oh, absolutely! One. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle Delaney writes, "Hey, Steel. My prediction is there will be another male Skywalker found in Episode Eight, or Ooh. else the Skywalker name dies with Luke." Interesting. Uh, interesting, but you know what? We are, we've only really ever had two. So, well, three. We've, we've got we've got Leia, but uh, I don't think it's a name that has to survive into infamy. I think it can evolve. I think it. You know, uh, we, we don't need we don't need the name to live on. We just need the the legacy in the universe to live on. So, mm. Ray Skywalker, Meso. Ray Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. Now that's pretty great. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Max Silburn writes, Hey, Steel and Meso. First off, big fan of the Weekly Planet. My prediction is that in Episode 8, we will see Admiral Akbar take a bigger role, possibly even have a Paul Walker-esque send-off after the death of Eric Bayersfeld. Um, and yeah. again, I apologize if I mispronounce his surname. Um, yeah, well, that's that's there. I, I think at the moment they've got, oh, they're they're under a lot of pressure. I, I do not envy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. People having to trying to tell uh, a story that is ongoing and also have the burden of 
um, trying to satisfy uh, our need for some closure and some... Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Chris Willis, who... I'm not sure if we just talked to you on the phone, but prediction one, as per our call... Oh, yeah, we must have. Kylo Ren to die in episode eight. Prediction two, Luke will be reluctant to train Rey as he's done with the ways of the Jedi. Just like a broken samurai, he won't want to ignite the green as he knows that once it's lit, it cannot be returned until it has spilt blood. Or mm. in Star Wars terms, cauterized blood. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. Nicholas Mason from hey, the buddy. Weekly Planet. Was there any predictions that you... you heard that you're like yes that's the one for me look i think i think in the in the vein of uh we've talked a lot about lighting up that grain and i think that's true i think but i think my prediction is going to be i think we're not going to see the the first the first little trailer piece we're going to see of of luke skywalker is going to be him in peril he's he's surrounded on all sides and he's lighting up that lightsaber i know that's i know that's too far into the you know, I know they want to tease us, tease it out so far, and we're going to get it in tiny little bursts. But I think that that is my prediction for this coming year, and I'm I'm excited for that. I am, I'm thrilled with that. I, uh-huh. ah, ah, I so hope that Celebration Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to go to the first trailer, and then that noise of a lightsaber yep. igniting. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I'm going to crowd surf. I will crowd surf okay, at Celebration Orlando. It's going to be an amazing Love thing. It. Nick, uh, thank you again for your support of the podcast over the year. I really appreciate Absolute it. Pleasure. And I love, uh, I love, what I love is I love I like I've loved to be on it, and I've loved to you know people who've, who've listened to our podcast, The Weekly Planet, and thought you know this this is okay, but to know that you know they someone who might really love Star Wars should get onto a podcast that is, that is all about it. And he's the, 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 the king of Star Wars podcast, the emperor of Star Wars podcast, if you will. Uh, it's great. It's great to, to send it along. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. It is uh, very good of you. Someone else in your position may not be so generous with their uh, their following. So I appreciate that. Listeners. I love doing this so much. It is so much fun people didn't call in, the call-in show would not be that fun if, if people didn't react mm-hmm. so positively to all the interview podcasts and the blog pods and the live episodes and then come to the live episodes. It would be a pretty boring endeavor. So I hope everyone has a, a great New Year's, whatever you do, and a, a safe and happy and uh, positive 2017. It is just a calendar but it's a good time to uh, take stock and do whatever you need to do to uh, make things for you and those around you much more um, happy and fun. Absolutely, so, yeah. Happy, happy holiday so, season to everybody. Happy New Year, yeah. You're um, off to work. Are you, are you actually work, yeah. driving a tram on... 12 o'clock? That could be a, a lethal I will be, I will time. Be, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a surprisingly quiet time because everybody's in the city watching the fireworks. So I'll be, I'll be driving an empty tram, I'd imagine, at midnight. Ooh, and what time do you knock off? Uh, about half past one, which is not so bad, Ooh. you know? You're going <laughs> to see, see some wild people, wild people on there. Yeah, Take here's, notes. Here's my, prediction, 
here's my here's my prediction for 2017. I'm going to have a really really quiet, uneventful uh, tram ride, and nobody's going to vomit or fight on my tram. So yeah, that I'll, uh, I'll I'll call in next week, and I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, sure. Well, I hope that there are some crazy adventures, and then we'll have something to talk about the next time you're on Green Guide Letters, because people love it. Really, really love those tram stories. For some <laughs> you know it. <laughs> the Weekly Planet. Yep. It is an amazing pop culture podcast that covers Star Wars, Marvel, DC, television, and everything in between. Um, weeklyplanet.com, yes. I guess, is where you find it. Uh, something like that. Just find it on iTunes or the Weekly Planet, and you'll, you'll dig it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this does cut out, I want to thank everyone for their contributions to the call in show, and I look forward to a huge year of uh, continuing to do this for you. I hope you have the best New Year's Eve and a great 2017. And if I can make one, if I can make one prediction before I go, my, my, official, yep. my official prediction, uh, it's going to be uh, Boba Fett, Jar Jar Binks, Buddy Cop uh, movie. Great. Thank you, Nick. Thank you to all the listeners. Absolutely. And we'll see you next year. Carry forever. And may that force be with you. May the force be with you. See you later, Steel. See you, mate. Bye. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed what I found. And I know what Nick found to be an extremely fun 2017 prediction show. I hope that is the start of a long and super fun tradition and at the end of next year we will read out those predictions and award who was the predictor of 2017 and we'll do it all again for 2018 and it will be super fun cannot wait but we don't have to wait that long for the next call-in show we will be doing it It'll be more of a general whatever's happening in the news this week discussion with from jedinews.co.uk. It is Mark Newbold. He'll be on the line. And because it's a UK guest, we'll be doing it at a bit more of a more friendly UK time. Let's run down the times. If you're in America on Pacific Standard Time on the West Coast, it'll be Saturday, the 7th of January at 1pm Central. It will be 3pm in America. And on the East Coast, it'll be Saturday, the 7th at 4pm. If you're in the United Kingdom, it is Saturday, the 7th at 9pm. Perth, Australia, Sunday, the 8th of January at a ridiculous 5am. Melbourne, I'm getting up early, Sunday morning, 8am, and if you're in New Zealand, it is Sunday the 8th at 10am in Auckland and the surrounding areas. And then the week after that, it'll be back to the more regular America Friday night, Australia Saturday midday-ish time, but we'll announce that as we get a little bit closer and I lock down another sweet, sweet guest. I love where this call-in show format is going. It is so fun. We've got a regular crew. It's always expanding. 
and uh, feel free. You can be a part of it. Listen live, call in, jump on the very fun chat room and field questions to the likes of Steve Stanton from Rogue One. How cool was that calling, you guys? Admiral Raddus. Again, if you are a new listener from, say, the Weekly Planet, you're here for a bit of Meso, there was a promo in the middle of the show which plugged all the Weekly Planet-themed Steel Wars episodes. There's a ton of them. Uh, You can go to steelwars.com forward slash the weekly planet and that will take you to a link. But then check out other episodes with Nathan Hamill, the son of Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, talking about growing up being a huge Star Wars fan with Luke Skywalker as your dad. We've got Leonard Moulton, who interviewed very classic interviews that appeared on a VHS box set of the Star Wars trilogy in the mid-90s. He's here with me, chatting Star Wars, chatting what George Lucas is really like. You can go in-depth, probably more in-depth than most places, on the creation of The Force Awakens with associate editor of the film Julian Smirk, one of our most popular interviews. And there's so much more. I'm really proud of the work we've done. So dig in, new listeners. Make sure you are subscribed in iTunes or wherever you catch your podcast for free. If you're on a uh, Apple iPhone or an iPad, there are free apps, free Steel Wars apps in the iPhone and iPad iTunes and you can find us on social media at Steel Wars and Steel of course is S-T-E-E-L-E if you want to chat Star Wars on Facebook with a group of sane well-mannered good-humoured Star Wars fans that I am very proud of. Join the Steel Wars Listener Star Wars Safe Haven. It is a private group. I think we're about 450 members, and it's really cool. It's uh, There's no flame wars. There's no trolling. It's just kickback, fun Star Wars chat. And if you can't find it through the search, there is a link to it on steelwars.com in the the right-hand side of the opening page. And there you can get all the information on live shows that are coming up. We'll be touring all around Australia and doing some American dates in the first half of this year. And if you're after a new comedy podcast to listen to, my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, where we review complaint letters to the TV Guide in Melbourne, Australia, is free on iTunes or ilovegreengoldletters.com. And for you weekly planet wackadoos, or whatever it is you call yourselves, uh, little Nick Mason's on a couple of those episodes talking about his tram driving exploits. Steel Wars is a proud part of the Making Star Wars.net podcast network. Don't waste your time reading all these clickbait websites. They are just stealing content from the good people of makingstarwars.net and screwing it up. If you want the real story, you guys, on Star Wars news and rumors, head to makingstarwars.net. They're doing the good work. And we've got a podcast network over there with a group of top shelf Star Wars podcasts 
all tackling our favourite movies from a different point of view. Starting with the mothership, the flagship. MakingStarWars.net's now. This is podcasting. They're Mondays, we're Tuesdays, and then the content flows throughout the week with Rebel Girl, Rogue One, the Cantina cast, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, Force Cult, and of course the site updates a couple of times daily with the latest in Star Wars news. If you're liking the show, get on iTunes, write a sweet five-star review, bumps us up the rankings, which we're doing pretty good at the moment, so thank you, you guys, and it also makes me feel warm inside. Stay tuned to the feed. We've got a very special episode of the traditional, normal Steel Wars podcast coming up this week. And then we'll see you next weekend for the call-in show with Mark Newbold from Jedi News in the UK. May that force be with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.